I would really like to engage with the students at every opportunity and at any opportunity that I can. That's why I have been consistently engaged with their with their leadership. It was unfortunate yesterday that uh, I could not address them under better circumstances, although I noticed, by the way, that quite a lot of those students were willing to listen what I was actually going to say, because I think that I got a sense that they are dying to hear what government's thinking is and what government is actually trying to do in its intervention in this situation. Unfortunately, there was another group which wasn't prepared to listen. But I was encouraged by the fact that I could see that lots of students were, were sitting quiet and, and wanting to try to, to, to listen. What I wanted to tell them, basically, was government's thinking and what government is trying to do to facilitate a quicker settlement to this particular problem and to urge them also to seriously consider the, the guideline and approach that we agreed to the day before yesterday, meeting with the vice chancellors, the chairpersons of councils, as well as worker and student representatives, and actually to encourage them to engage with their student leadership about what we discussed, because we gave ourselves a task that we are going to go back all the, the various constituencies and actually consult on the framework that we agreed upon of a possibility of settling individual uh, universities, councils, and, and, and student bodies settling around a fee increase of not more than six of, of not more than inflation linked six percent. That is what I was wanting to talk to them about yesterday. Minister, and, and that was one of the issues of contention that was raised by some of the leaders uh, that I heard later on, because they were saying they are not sure who you spoke to because they, for one, did not mandate the student leadership that you were engaging with. So who were you speaking to? The, the, the people I was speaking to is the South African Union of Students, which represents the majority, the overwhelming majority of SRCs in the country. So those are legitimate leaders that we always engage with. I, I often engage with them twice a year, representing legitimate student representative councils. Those were the ones that I, I actually spoke to. So given what they are saying now and um, what the situation has deteriorated into, what is your plan going forward? Are you planning on going and addressing and engaging with the students more broadly or how are you going to approach the situation from here on in? I plan to continue to engage all the stakeholders you know, because it's important that we actually do that. So as to, as to try and find a solution to this matter. I myself will not rest until we are able to find a solution because also we are concerned, you know, that exams may be affected and that would really be a, a big tragedy, uh, Sakina. But also, as I've been saying, in engagements, you know, I mean, we are not unsympathetic. We're very sympathetic, myself personally, to the, to the issues that are being raised by the students because we know this country has got enough money to be able to actually fund all the poor students at least. But we are living in an, in an equal and a capitalist society where wealth actually resides in a minority and that wealth is not available to actually address some of the problems. That is why government 
has actually gone all out to hugely increase the National Student Financial Aid Scheme in order to be able to meet the, 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 the plight of especially uh, poor students. So I'm going to continue to engage. I'm not going to rest until a solution is found. Though I know that legally at this point in time, these matters must be settled at institutional level, as councils are ultimately the ones that are responsible for setting fees. But I've said that I will take this initiative of continuing to engage all the stakeholders on the matter. Minister, now that the students are adamant that they are rejecting the 6% offer that is currently on the table, what sort of room do you have to maneuver? What, uh, what sort of pressure can be brought on the universities to actually adhere to students' demands? So can I look, let, let me just tell you the, the conundrum we are in. As you possibly have heard what the Minister of Finance said yesterday, as of now, there isn't any new money for, 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 for higher education. The economy is, is in quite a precarious situation. On the other hand, because of the fact that over the years, in real terms, government funding of higher education has been declining, despite the impressive and significant increases on NASFAS and, and infrastructure, we have a higher education system, almost half of which is funded by student fees. For example, student fees constitutes 22 billion rand which is equal to the block grant that we give universities, which is just over 21 billion rand. So that is the conundrum. So the issue is, as a country with government playing an important role, how do we actually fund higher education? I think also that's why even the media can help us, by actually posing this. For example, if we were, for instance, have only 6% of fee increases, we will still have a, a shortfall of about 1.3 billion. If we were to have no fee increases, we would actually have a shortfall of about two, twice of that, 2.6 billion rand, which is the money we will have to find now because the universities are actually budgeting uh, for 2016. So that's an issue that as a country we need to be sober about and that is the issue that, as government, we are also engaging around when we are interacting with the various stakeholders. Of course, it's unfortunate that we have a system that is so highly dependent on student fees because, in a way, as government, we are victims of our own successes because the system has doubled the number of students since 1994, which is quite impressive by international standards, even by our own past standards. But the growth in the numbers of students has not been matched by the growth of the, a, a similar growth in subsidy and infrastructure, for instance, student accommodation. So those are all the issues that we've said, Sakina, moving forward beyond 2016, because the framework we were suggesting of not more than 6% increase in fees was meant just for 2016 and we agreed with all the stakeholders that we must set a task team then that should look at what happens from 2017 onwards and where and how do we try and go and raise resources 
and then have some predictability and stability and not outrageous fee increases every year. So that's the totality of the approach Mm. that we should have and we want to have. Minister, just the last question. Is it a crisis now, the situation as it stands? Look, I don't want to, to, to be engaged in those semantics, Sakina, because sometimes that thing just gets abused. You know? If you say there is a crisis, it means then you demoralize everybody as if nothing can be done. If you say there is no crisis, then you get presented as if you do not take this issue seriously. Let me not be involved in those semantics. All I want to say is that we do have very serious challenges in higher education and the funding of higher education at this point in time. And the students have a legitimate concern about the fact that there must be affordable higher education in this country. And that is what we must all seek to do to better.